No, he knows it's his baby. His baby needs his help. Yeah, okay, Alien King. He's like, listen, my personality sucks, but check out these abs. <gasps> Hello, and welcome to Pass the Hot Sauce, a Roswell <laughs> podcast. I'm Aliza Ora. I'm Lorena Rose. And I'm Lisa Abigail. And we are here to talk about every episode of the 1999 WB series Roswell, one episode at a time and spoiler free. Today we are discussing season three, episode one, Busted. According to the Roswell wiki, this is the one where, desperate to reach his son, Max and Liz track down the location of the original spaceship that brought the Royal Four to Roswell in 1947. Their plans go awry when they are charged with armed robbery. This episode was written by Jason Katims. You know him, he made this show. The episode was directed by Alan Croker, Alan, apologies if that's not how you pronounce your name. Um, Aliza, he directed four episodes of the show Defiance. I love that show. I know. I thought you were going to say he directed episodes of ER. That's what I was. That's what I was expecting too. <laughs> well, he also directed several episodes of Chuck Bones, a couple different Star Treks, an episode of Dollhouse, an episode of Firefly, and an episode of Wonderfalls, a wow. short-lived Fox show that I really loved. Uh, and this is his second of three cool. Roswell episodes. It originally aired on the 9th of October, 2001 on UPN. Oh, Y'all network were swap. no longer in a WB show. This is oh. now a UPN show. Yes, I will update I will update my intro for the remainder of the season. Yeah, so basically, Buffy went from WB to UPN, and the WB was like, here, take this one, too. So Roswell was part of that package deal. We're grittier, we're darker, we're washing out all of our filters for some reason. I don't get it. So many filters, so much less leather, so much sexier. So much more eyeliner. Yeah, so much Max, clearly an adult man, being like, "I'm only 17. I, he's like got a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> yes, in the whole and like episode, an eight pack, which very difficult to grow as a child. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're in Utah. It's two in the morning. Max has a new car because he uh, set fire to his old one. <laughs> yes, yep. and like drove it into the water, right? Like <laughs> like off a cliff. Yeah. yeah, and then I think was like, oh, shoot. I don't think insurance is going to cover that. But somehow managed, again, as a 17-year-old with a job at the UFO Museum. Uh, he has enough money to buy this beautiful, historic, convertible yeah. I think it's a Shelby I'm assuming Cobra it's SS. Is that what it is? I don't know I don't cars. Know. I, don't I don't know cars. Maybe he spent the summer, like, restoring it with his dad. You know, maybe he bought a clunker that needed some work. Maybe Michael helped him, although I don't know how Michael has time. Since maybe he... his parents bought him a car. Yeah. I mean, his dad is a lawyer, so... A corporate lawyer at that. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a Shelby Cobra, because they just looked at pictures of that, and they look actually cooler than Max's car, like very sporty. <laughs> so, hello, if you know things about cars, tell, tell us, us what kind of car this is. Please. Yes, please. And thank you. Um, also, tell us anything and we will believe you because we don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 
talk about what we do know, which is that Liz and Max are aggressively making out. Yes, the exact wording I used in my notes. (laughs) Aggressively making out. It's it's too much. (laughs) My note just says, this season just got a lot more sexy. (laughs) Yeah. I also kept thinking, you know, it's an 11-hour drive from Roswell to Salina, Utah, I bet that car gets terrible gas mileage. Oh, yeah. They had to stop so many times along yeah. the way. This is oh, not I'm a sure. good criminal enterprise when you have a highly visible car and you're stopping constantly on your <laughs> way gas. to go do crime. Yep. Mm-hmm. And are parked outside the place you're about to go do crime. <laughs> In your while, very... Top yeah. down. <laughs> making out. Making out so everybody notices you. I am very upset about guns, like, in general, as a thing, but especially, like, mm, you're in the United States. The odds are that the person behind the counter is going to have a gun, and Mm -hmm. if you bring a gun, they're going to shoot you. This is so dangerous. They're going to shoot you, and in in most cases, we'll totally get away with that, because you're the one who came in with a gun. Right. Yeah, I, ugh, why does, and then Max is all like, oh, watch out for her with the gun. She's crazy. Like, that, are you trying to get Liz murdered? What are you doing? Right. Yeah, no, I, we'll, we'll get more into it, but definitely <laughs> very angry at Max for how all of this went down. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dreamers. This is not going to be an episode where we start to love Max. Oh, no. L- listen, I am back. The Max hatred is ramping up from here, not down. Yeah, I mean, with you gone, we talked plenty of shit about Max, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a candy podcast. Oh, yeah, through and through. Oh, absolutely. Y'all, the guy who calls in this uh, robbery and then later shows up and menaces mm-hmm. Michael with the gun is Dayton Cowie, who is not credited in this episode, but He's he not? played Charlie Utter in Deadwood. Yeah. And I don't understand why they wouldn't put his name in the credits. He is credited in episode four of this season, which he'll be back for. Um, but for some reason, uncredited in this role. I know I've, he seemed familiar to me from other stuff. And I figured, Lisa, now that you're back, you would tell me what I know <laughs> him from. But I haven't seen Deadwood, so I'm not still not sure what I'm recognizing him from. But he's probably done a lot. Have you seen Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie yes, Newmar? I have. So he plays Crazy Elijah in that. Oh, thanks for knowing my brand. <laughs> I cared. Um, he's also in Fear the Walking Dead. He's in Sons of oh, Anarchy. Yeah. Nope. Um, he's in John from Cincinnati. Nope. But he's one of those people who's just like, he's been in a couple episodes of a bunch of, of stuff. A lot so of you've stuff. probably yeah. seen yeah. him around. And like, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, because he looks kind of old 20 years ago. So, right. Yes. Let's see. He was born in 1946. Oh, yeah. So he's like older than my parents. Wait, I'm going to count on my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So he's in his 70s right now. Yeah. So he was only like, what, in his 50s, 60-ish for this? I think he just has a weathered face. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Dayton Callie Appreciation Corner wrapped up for now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny if like, and you can say because you're watching it for the first time lisa but like to think that you know the the average watcher was like oh i'm so excited my favorite show is back like i you know watching it they're making out and then suddenly they like put on these like balaclavas yeah it's like what is this show yeah 
It's like, oh my God, Max and Liz, yay. And then just like ski mask gun, you know? Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's a very intense start to the season. It is. Yeah, I would venture so far as to say it is completely out of character for Liz, who seems to have had a personality change over the summer. And now it's just like, crying is hot. I'm so into this. I don't care about my future. Getting off on holding a gun, like being totally disrespectful and horrible to her parents. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing champagne in that lady's face. She Uh really enjoyed Uh that. It was cathartic. She loved it. This woman who did nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. She's like wearing a crop top and low cut pants. Yeah. I mean, it was the early 2000s. Yeah, but yes. has Liz always been wearing that? No, no. that's true. We've no, because seen... if you look at the, the flashback Liz, she's yeah. dressed like a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which she's not because Shiri is a Jew. I know. and I, But I say that as a Jew, knowing full well that <laughs> I have never seen a Jew dressed that way. <laughs> I feel like she's wearing like a pastel pink in every single flashback scene. Mm-hmm. As yeah. to like... As if to signal that she's, like, demure and... Yeah. And, yeah, like, she's wearing pink in every single one, I think. And she's wearing, like, only black in present day. Mm -hmm. maybe it's too soon to get this heavy, but I actually think that they could have done something really interesting here because I was in a quite abusive relationship in my early 20s, and... That is definitely what Liz is experiencing from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, she is being controlled by Max. She's changing her ways for Max. She's, mm-hmm. like, pushing away people who care about mm-hmm. her for Max. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if the show were to acknowledge that yeah. and have Liz at some point realize it and, like, break free um, and, you know, come up with some healthy relationships in her life, that would be cool. I feel like instead they're like, isn't this sexy? Look at these yep. two hot people in their hot relationship. Instead of looking at it and being like, but actually this is very bad for Liz and continues to lead her to just like danger and trouble and a lessening yeah. of her options in life, which is not what a good relationship does for you. Mm-hmm. you know, the show does tend to just be like, this is true love. Like, this is what real love is. So I will say, because I have been uh, rewatching the first couple seasons of Roswell and New Mexico, and they do a good job of addressing an abusive relationship in that show. That's I will good. not tell you which character or yeah, characters, don't. but we will get there and we will be able to look back and be like, ah, uh, yes. see? I feel like that speaks a lot to just the way TV has changed in mm-hmm. in the last 20 years in general like that and and even TV for young people is willing to address these more difficult subjects than yeah. TV was 20 years ago. I also feel like there's just more of an acknowledgement of like oh this is toxic masculinity. Yeah. Actually mm-hmm. this isn't just like a oh boys will be boys situation we should call that out and be like no boys stop being that way. You yeah. can still be a super manly boy man and be nice to people and treat people with respect and consider yeah. your needs. Yeah. And I feel like nowadays, like, often shows are going the extra step and not just, you know, portraying things as not being good and, you know, not glorifying them, but also even having the characters explicitly call it out and use terms like mm-hmm. toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. 
I'm just thinking of like Euphoria, which is like, you know, majorly popular teen show right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, which has (laughs) a lot of abuse and really fucked up themes. Um, And it also like addresses things and the characters themselves talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not the show we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about a very different teen show. Yes. From a different era. And in this teen show, we get our second car chase scene. Mm-hmm. We had that uh, one in season one where they end up jumping off the bridge, because of course, that's what you do. Um, yeah, so now we have a convertible car chase. And the solution to how to get rid of the gun great solution melt it down make it never exist let's do that with all guns mm-hmm. yes the solution to the <laughs> diamond is to just throw it at some just random th- dumpsters just throw it out the window just throw it we can't be caught <laughs> with just, this diamond he has throw it. all these powers <laughs> there has got to be some way he could use his powers yeah. to conceal it yeah, no, like he's not even like having to split his focus because he's the one driving. I do like that. Kind of like that Liz is the one driving. I love that. Like just because I feel like very typically we would see like the man being the getaway driver and like the uh-huh. man driving the car and like yep. it's not even her car. Like she's driving. She's driving Max's car like a badass. I agree, Lorena, and I know we've talked about that before about guys driving versus girls driving and because there were you know in past seasons times where like michael would be driving the jetta and it's Mm -hmm. like that's not even his car Mm -hmm. but but then there were also times that we've pointed out that like isabel would be the one driving the jeep and Mm -hmm. you know i do like to see this uh in this like badass criminal car chase moment that liz is the one driving yeah although being the getaway driver does that put her in more risk as well probably yeah, probably. More risk of punishment. Which Max doesn't really seem to be all that concerned about. Nope. He should be concerned with hiding the diamond better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least, like, putting it somewhere where everyone who walks by isn't going to see it. Like, it's yeah. just out in the open. There's just right. a diamond Anybody lying just on the like, ground. Oh, what's this? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of in, like, a big deserted field, but still. Well, later it's in a field. When they actually throw it, it looks like it's in like an alleyway with a dumpster near it. That's and true. And when Michael goes to retrieve it, it's in an entirely different location. Yes, <laughs> this is also true. Went, wow, huge diamond. Picked it up, walked around with it a while, and then dropped it. Thought on it accident? was too heavy? Question mark. Yeah, I've just decided to leave it in a field instead. Also, Maybe is it- because it's an alien diamond, it just uh, got up and moved on its own. Yeah. Is it just me, or does it not look like a diamond? No. <laughs> Not at all. New credits. I'm sure all the fans are thrilled. No more Tess in the credits. No more Emily <laughs> Robin. I do like, I like in general the sort of like reworked style of the credits. I like the way they're like, they're like, isn't it like font? Like the way it like goes in and mm-hmm. out of their names is different. Like it's goes kind of from like mm-hmm. the alien text into their, into their names. I like the the style of it a lot. And there's some new shots in there. Some new hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sadly, Colin Hanks is also not in the credits, yep. though. Um, but we've added he Adam did. Rodriguez. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else had this experience, but I was immediately like, if you had my love guy is here, what what is happening? No, oh. I'm from the blank faces. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> Adam Rodriguez is, like, an established actor. He has 58 IMDb credits. Mm -hmm. The only one that matters is (laughs) 
1999 video for Jennifer Lopez's song, If You Had My Love. Uh-huh. If you had my love and I gave you. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of this is basically that you can go to Jennifer Lopez's website and watch her, like, take a shower and, like, go about her day. And it's very weird, but Adam Rodriguez is just a dude sitting at his computer, clearly um, enjoying himself. Mm. Masturbating. Yes. As he <laughs> For anyone who is Jennifer unclear about that. Lopez. And it's uh, so bizarre. To, like, a live stream of her? Yes. So that's this guy. That's what I know him from. Got it. Well, I watched, so I watched this episode with my roommate who has never seen Roswell before. Um, She loved it, by the way. Um, But her immediate reaction was that he's from Magic Mike, which I also have not seen. Um, Adam Rodriguez also has had turns as regular or recurring characters in the show's Ugly Betty, CSI Miami, Jane the Virgin, Criminal Minds, and... Night Shift starring Brendan Fair. Oh, which I, I mean, have watched. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those, actually. So I have seen him in other stuff. So interestingly, after the credits, we get a previously on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming UPN really wanted to, like, ramp up the excitement with the cold mm-hmm. open and, like, get new viewers in and, like... It was a very exciting cold open. Yeah. But then in reality, people do need to know what the fuck was going on (laughs) that caused uh, these people to uh, rob a convenience store in Utah and get arrested and have magical powers. The previously on is basically like, remember Tess? There was this girl named Tess and she got pregnant and Max has a baby somewhere. I really wish that they had thought about this over the season break and come back and been like... It was all a trick. Tess was just trying to manipulate Max. She wasn't pregnant. We're not doing this storyline. Thank you, no. Alas, they did not. We shall be dealing with the babe. Yeah. So the visual style is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Because typically, like, you set apart your flashbacks by putting a different filter on them. But they went hard on the, like, washed out, grainy, almost sepia-toned or filter for the present and the present day yeah yeah weird really weird i was wondering here if they were uh trying to like emulate a specific like movie or film or something that had happened around the same time with that like particular choice hmm. um but i don't know because i haven't seen anything but yeah you're right <laughs> usually that like grainy old like sepia is used in a flashback not in the present yeah. day um she and max go to the pier he hasn't like brought a picnic or anything they're just gonna hang out on a pier that's the whole plan this is the big date to make up for impregnating someone else <laughs> just to go sit in the dark on a dock come on max and like oh i this exchange where he's like i just want to put everything behind us and <laughs> good for liz yeah like, you can't you can't just put everything behind you. That's not how it works. I just want to put everything that happened behind us. Yeah, you know that um, I would too if I had impregnated with an alien killer who had murdered one of our best friends and then like a planet with my unborn child. And Max says, so you're still holding on to that? <laughs> no shit. Like that could have been played as like a, oh, haha, like obviously that's a huge thing. Oh, yeah. you're still holding on to it. I feel like it's instead it's played as he's like, totally oh, you're serious. still mad about that? 
And it's like, this is now like the beginning of summer. It's three months ago. So this is like, what, a couple of weeks after Tess left? Like, this is like... (laughs) Even if it had been a couple of years. Yeah. We're talking about somebody who killed one of her best friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And slept with her, with the love of her life. Yeah. And forced her ex-boyfriend and now friend to uh, be an accessory after the fact to that Mm -hmm. murder. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Lest we forget justice for Kyle. Yes, in this Valenti-less episode, let us all keep Kyle in our thoughts. Yes. Max also doesn't in any way apologize. He's just like, listen, I needed to know what it was like to be with someone like me. But don't worry, baby, I got that all out of my system now. Pew, pew. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. And then he's basically like, well, I can't leave anymore, so I'm stuck here. So let's be together or whatever, I guess. I don't care. Yeah, it just... Yeah. He's he's not selling me on it, but he somehow is selling Liz on it. I think maybe he realizes that this isn't working, which is why he takes off his shirt later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me show you my eight pack, baby. He's like, listen, my personality sucks, but check out these abs. <laughs> um, I do. I appreciate the hard cut for Max being like, Liz, I want to make your dreams come true. Boom, jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I that is a good hard cut. Because it's like, this is what this is what that ends up looking like. Mm-hmm. Max mm-hmm. says he's going to do this, and this is what happened. Yeah, Max is like, your dream is just to serve me in pursuing my dream and never have your mm-hmm. own interests, right? Yep, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. People wonder why we don't like Max. Yeah, this is it. I'm not um, sure how they could wonder that anymore. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, e- if, even if they don't pick up on we- what we pick up on, like... I think we've made a pretty good case in all of our previous episodes. Yeah. But then we go back to the present day, and we finally have some parents being involved in their children's lives. Yep. And giving decent legal advice, which is shut your mouth. Don't fucking talk. Yep. And he's not even like, he's not a criminal lawyer, but- He still went to law school. Yeah. Yeah. And and he is licensed in a different state. Yeah. To practice corporate law. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Corporate law in New Mexico. Even if he were a criminal lawyer, different states have different laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not licensed in this state. I have not been to Utah, um, but I have been to jails. And I have yet to visit a jail where the way that visiting works oh, is yeah. that they just open up the cell, <laughs> let you go in, and then lock the door behind you. And just, like, leave you alone to have your conversation, uh-huh. too. And I also don't think they've... It doesn't appear that they've searched these people. Maria comes in later with a bag of food, and they're just like, sure thing, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Pie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that they talked to any lawyers for this, which we will also see (laughs) later in the courtroom scenes, which make no sense. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yep. We'll get to that. We're still banking on the fact that high schoolers watching this show are not going to know that about the law and jails and things. Yeah. So, Philip Evans giving good advice... Nancy and not Nancy. Is it Nancy? Nancy yeah. and what's his face? <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. Are like very reasonably displeased and are mm-hmm. like, Big Max mad. did this to you and Liz is awful. She's horrible to them. I wrote in my notes, I said, Liz is bad to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. Like, she's wearing all black. She's got the eyeliner, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, she's being so awful to her parents. And she's always had a good relationship with them that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, that's out the window now. She's just like, I'm not going to talk to anyone until I talk to Max. 
<laughs> I love your Liz voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's kind of like Julia Fox. But also I feel <laughs> but also I feel like in real like jail and courts like they they aren't going to get to talk to each other. Like they don't get to corroborate co- no. corroborate their stories with each other, right? Is that the right word? No. That yes, that is the right word. And no, they can't. But now we go, I mean, the parents are mad and we go back to we flash back again to the lake scene mm-hmm. and this is where, you know, Max starts taking off his shirt. Well, and the parents at this point have already told Liz, like, this is not a good idea. Think about what this boy has done to you. And she's just like, whatever. Whatever. I love him. I really hate here when Max is like, oh, come on. It's something to tell our grandkids about. And I just feel like it's so manipulative. Yeah. Well, so even before that, like, when someone tells you to stop taking off your clothes in front of them, you stop? Yeah. Yeah. Period. If you keep going, that's a crime. Yeah. Yep. You're not allowed to do that. And Max is just barreling ahead, doesn't care what Liz wants, doesn't care about her boundaries, doesn't show her any respect. And like also when you are physically larger and stronger than the other person, as we see from the abs, like that's very All threatening to refuse to listen to what they want. I mean, it is regardless of, you know, relative size but like more so when you know someone could easily overpower you yeah yes also on a lighter note have we have we established that they can even have alien human hybrid babies are they planning to adopt how are they gonna have grandkids right like what how are they gonna have kids let alone grandkids yeah Yeah. i don't know um they're definitely not gonna have any kids though if this is max's idea of sexy times he is wearing Plaid boxers, I think, <laughs> over another pair of underwear. Oh, probably. And black dress socks. He jumps in the lake to go, quote, unquote, skinny dipping, wearing socks. Yeah, at least take your socks off, dude. Yeah, that's gross, dude. That's squishy. Squishy, yeah. squishy, squishy. You could not pay me enough to jump into dark water like mm, that. No, no. You couldn't pay me enough. But Liz jumps in because Max is having question mark issues. I will say I like that she's like, I'm setting boundaries. I'm not taking off my underwear. Well, it's like he didn't either. So, you know. But then she does a little like striptease dance. And I was like, this is so unsexy because she is a child. Yeah. I hate Max. Oh, Max. Oh, my God. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, yes, I, I always love Liz setting boundaries. But the fact that she even felt like she needed to say, like, but I'm not taking off my underwear. Mm. Yeah. Like she she shouldn't have had to say that. She should have just felt, you know, like she could just keep on or take off whatever clothes she wanted. Mm-hmm. And like it, it feels like she was like feeling pressure to get fully naked. Yeah. And ha- yeah. So she had to say that, you know? But it's like he wasn't fully naked. There's no pressure. No. Well, he was pressure. Like this whole thing was pressure. She yeah. didn't want to do any of this. She just wanted to sit on the pier with their no food and no beverages and <laughs> talk. But lights. Yeah. Only because she said like it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> she has to do all the work here, and yeah. then she has to carry him to Michael's apartment. How did they get here? <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. She dragged him out of the water, absolutely up the hill not, or whatever, to his car. Muscles are heavy. Ooh. Okay, yes, he's they are. all muscle. That guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. And my note for the next scene is, OMG, that wig, 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 wig. Look at that wig. 
wow, that wig. On, that was oh, yeah. a wig. On Isabel? Yes. I wrote quite the wig on KH. <laughs> oh, it's so <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Put, give her like a bun or a ponytail or something that's less obvious that this is a dollar store wig. <laughs> yeah. Also, like maybe one that looks like the hair that she had. <laughs> yeah. Would be helpful, you know? But I agree, like a bun with a headband yeah fine she's worn her hair up in a bun before yeah no one would notice but like they had to give her this like extravagant do but i mean they did that i mean i know it was wb not upn but they did that all last season with maria well but like maria had extensions this was just like they plopped something on Catherine heigl's yeah on Catherine heigl's head and they were like good enough Uh, also this is where we find out that Max's kid, who is a fetus still, or a baby if aliens have very quick gestation periods, can reach out to him psychically and no one thinks, wait, maybe this is a trick from the alien who can do mind warps. Cool. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. No, he knows it's his baby. His baby needs his help. I also um, wonder if this is truly Max's tiny, tiny baby reaching out to him. Why does it make Max have a seizure or whatever happens to him in the water? I mean, the baby is also half Tess's if the baby is real. So the baby maybe has these mind mind capabilities as well. But in theory, they all would if they knew how to harness their power. Right. Yeah. Mm. It does kind of make sense to me in a like, you know... 90s tv show kind of way (laughs) um in that like you know if there's this crazy psychological thing happening it could like take over his body for a moment and kind of render him unable to use his you know limbs and whatever and if it happens while he's in the water then you know that's the dangerous thing i don't know well we go then to the school and michael wants to turn over a new leaf and graduate high school which is very cute and we see mr seligman is back so that's fun that they brought this actor over to the upn yeah (laughs) and being a complete asshole oh yeah he's like excuse me while i chuckle within Eh, i mean here's a kid who like skipped school at every opportunity and like didn't care at all and is now like i just want to do school please oh wait isabel's here gotta go this is someone who is trying who's coming to you trying to like matriculate trying to Mm -hmm. like turn over a new leaf and like it's your job as a teacher to support that person and educate them and he hasn't been expelled like he is still enrolled in the school he's just asking to repeat this class i just think like teachers should always be giving extra chances and have patience for kids okay that's fair (laughs) um isabel shows up and this is like the brownest look it's like her hair is now brown her top is brown her necklace is brown her (laughs) bottoms are brown like monochromatic i feel like they're trying to make her look like Grown up, but not in the mm-hmm. same way they're doing with, like, Max and Liz with, like, the leather and, like, we're grown up and sexy. Like, she is, like, a grown up house like mom. mom. Like, yeah. I feel she's, about yeah. her clothes in this episode. She's on her way to the garden club. Yes. Yeah. They definitely gave her mom vibes. I don't like this hair. I'm sorry. Like, she's Catherine Heigl. She'll look, like, she would look with, with any hair. Like, whatever color, whatever length. But, like, I don't like it. I don't mind it. You know what? 
I think we can all agree that it is better than the wig. Yes. Yes. By leaps and bounds. We all agree there, for sure. <laughs> um, so then we're back in present day. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we're still in present day, but in Utah. Mm-hmm. Yes. This very not subtle weirdness mm-hmm. when uh, Isabel is introduced to, you know, her father's co-worker, Jesse. Ah, uh, yes. Like, oh, we yes, we met. met. Oh, um, mm-hmm. oh, yes. Yeah, yes. it's super clear that they're hooking up. Like, <laughs> everyone knows, guys. Everyone. You're, you're not hiding it well. Um, then this is where we introduce the whole idea that they are currently in jail, but it's not a criminal jail. I Like, are they, is it, are they supposed right. to be in the juvenile system? Is this like a family court situation? I Is this, are they saying it's civil somehow instead of criminal? Right. How? how? <laughs> of course it's criminal. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. It's armed robbery. Like, it, it was the police who picked them up. Yeah. I mean, I'm also confused, but, you know. I guess, they, I guess it must be like juvenile court versus criminal yeah. court. Juvenile okay. court, and, and they didn't find a gun when they arrested them, so. Right. Anyway, Max didn't tell Isabel and Michael about any of this. Yeah. So, like, once again, zero lessons learned. Uh-huh. He is just barreling ahead with his plan. He's involving mm-hmm. Liz in things that very mm-hmm. much affect Michael and Isabel as well, mm-hmm. without telling them, yep. asking them, involving them, getting their feedback. And endangering Liz, who mm-hmm. doesn't have powers, isn't capable of a lot of the things Michael and Isabel would be, mm-hmm. endangering her, her future, like, everything. <laughs> yeah. And this I is also, what good leadership looks like, folks. Yeah, you know. okay. Alien I, King. There's a line from Michael that is funny, but also very sad. Or he's like, I can feel biology 101 slipping from my grasp. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, Max has taken away your chance to just have the nice, normal life with Maria that you wanted to have. Like, yeah. Michael could have gone on to a really great career as a mechanic or like mm-hmm. you know a tradesperson of some kind yeah. and he could use his powers to just like do really high quality efficient work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hang out with his lady in his apartment listen to metallica yeah but no he's in a freaking jail in utah because max is a dum-dum also i do love when he like max was asking michael and isabel to like to go find the diamond and isabel was just like no yeah <laughs> No, like, fuck, fuck that yeah, shit. Isabel, say no to him. How many times did he say no to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. Do y'all know where this next flashback is supposed to take place? I was very confused about where I think they it's were at the Valenti's house. Maybe that's what mm. I thought because he's like going through Tessa's stuff, but like yeah. Jim just held on to all that. I guess. I mean, it's in theory, it hasn't been that much time. You know, this is still probably in yeah. theory just a couple weeks after Tess left. Which has got to be emotionally trying on Jim, like, who had taken Mm -hmm. her in as a daughter, Mm -hmm. and now she has betrayed his, and and mentally damaged his son, and has left, and, you know, so he probably just hasn't gotten around to it yet. Remember that time that she called him dad, and he looked so proud and so happy, and then- and it was she all a lie. Did murders and stuff. Uh, yeah. Dare she? So then Michael is in this place that is very not the place where they threw the diamond out of the car. And <laughs> Charlie Utter is back. Welcome back, Charlie. He got a GED. He's doing fine. 
Yeah. Great with job, his, Charlie. his great New York accent. Michael is like, <laughs> no one hires someone with a GED. I'm like, that's actually not true. No. Michael doesn't want to get his GED. He wants to get his high school diploma. And I yeah. can honor that. Yeah. Yeah. If that is what he wants to be doing, for sure. Also, this man fucking... The, the way that he makes his presence known is by cocking the gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At a child. Who, to be fair, doesn't look like a child because he's yeah. not. Because no, he's but, a grown-up. Uh, he also <laughs> a grown up human. shoots a car window behind yeah. him. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting that he sees Michael presumably holding this giant diamond and doesn't remark on it. It's not like, <laughs> I have a gun, you have a gem, you give that to me now. He's just like... Hey, you stop doing the thing. And Michael is at no point like, hey, bud, who do you work for? What are you doing? What's your goal here? He's just like, yeah, so I got stuff to do. I got to go. Bye. Keep that diamond. But stop doing stuff. But so I I think arguably the most important part of this scene is the fact that the guy says, you know, stop looking. The person I work for will do whatever's necessary. So we know that, like, he's working for somebody who is it? We don't know yet. Yeah. We see Maria pulling in with her Jetta still, complaining out loud to herself about how the aliens can never get in trouble in cool places like Graceland, like Tahoe, Graceland. or New Orleans. <laughs> but also, Graceland is the num- it's the first place she can think of as like a, a, a cool, cool place. place. And like, I'm not saying Graceland isn't cool. Disney World, you know. It just seemed like, yeah, it seemed like <laughs> a, a strange girl choice. this year would yeah. have picked some... Like, some places, many places, before picking Graceland. Graceland. Yeah. Maybe uh, after that Vegas trip, she got, like, very into like, Elvis. like, really into Elvis. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this teenage girl who we've never heard talk about Elvis or really music and... Well, we know she loves to sing, but, you yeah. know, we haven't heard her talk about what sort of music she likes to listen to ever. Yeah. I also thought Tahoe was an interesting choice. Like, are they going yeah. skiing? What are we doing? Right. Tahoe's beautiful, but I didn't have an appreciation for Tahoe at age 17. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> age 17, you would think she'd be like, Paris, New York City. Like, Disney. New Orleans makes like, sense, yeah. you know? Right. Hollywood. Like, I don't Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she just doesn't want to be around Mormons and mountains. Yep. <laughs> so once again, just, oh, hello, visitor. Welcome to jail. You may enter this cell. Come on in. Um, I also was very annoyed by the sound mixing in this because Maria gives Liz a paper bag and we hear the paper bag rustling and hear her taking the food out. And I was like, what, what, what were you people doing? This is a television show. You cut these noises out. Are you saying it was too loud? It was too loud. People were talking. I was very distracted. Well, that's why we use Foley artists. Right. Because like, then they control what it sounds like and control like, how loud it is relative to whatever, but it sounds mm-hmm. like it probably was just the actual Picking bag up in and their she was mics. rustling it while yeah. they were talking. Yeah. This yeah. is come on, this is not real life people. We don't have right. real sounds in our television. No, show. no, we don't like real sounds. <laughs> but we do have alien green lime pie, which I would eat. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's like the first thing I would bring to someone who's in jail and it only has access to jail food. But, but it's like, from the Crashdown, sure. so maybe it's like her favorite dessert from the Crashdown menu. Yeah, it's also been in the car for 11 hours. For yeah. 11 hours, and it's like <laughs> a key lime pie, I'm, I like yeah. texture, I'm assuming, which is yeah. not the best for traveling. <laughs> no, I guess better than a burger would be. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maria's hair looks great. Yes. It does. Love it. Mm-hmm. 
Now that her her natural hair is longer. Her actual hair, yeah. 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 I know, and I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I guess we are, like, now, like, probably a year and three months, like, to a year and a half out from the filming of the first season finale. So it's like, and the whole second season we had extensions or, like, phony ponies going on, so... Mm-hmm. It makes sense for her her real hair to have grown like seven to eight inches by now. Yeah. Here's something I hate. Hmm. This next flashback where Liz is just straight up straddling Max. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, do this. you love me? How much do you love me? Like, yeah. It's also, I think it's especially unsettling because Jason Bear looks like a 30-year-old man and Sherry Appleby looks like a 19 or 20 year old girl and like i know in real life they're closer in age but just like the way that they've styled them it's yeah because they're dressing her so young for these flashbacks and and it's hard to dress him young because he just doesn't look young yeah and in like typical like previous life smart liz fashion she has spent 16 hours at the library researching which i'm here for this even if it is in service of max's mission yeah my only thing is, like, the last time that we saw them talking about this, she was not on board. Yeah. And now, suddenly... Completely on board. She's totally on board. Mm-hmm. That, like, what happened? Yeah. The writers decided they needed a thing to happen, and so the thing right. has happened. Yeah. And that is the problem, because I don't want to be thinking about writers when I'm watching a show. Yeah. yeah. I want to be pulled in to the characters yeah well i also thought about the writers as i realized how extraordinarily convenient it is that the traveling diamond exhibit because that's a thing <laughs> yeah. oh yeah uh, it's just coming through santa fe conveniently perfect what do you know? perfect how convenient also like it's traveling this woman who is at the santa fe opening owns all the diamonds like it's just a collection Most of this of one lady's di- it's yeah. very yeah. confusing exhibit to me <laughs> Why would she? Yeah. And like, no, they've never had this diamond appraised or in any way inspected by someone who could look at it and be like, that's not a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> not a diamond. Um, And so again, I feel like we see the sort of hallmarks of, of an abusive relationship where Liz basically is just like, Max, I want to be with you. I don't care what happens. I don't care what you do. I'm yeah. in it mm-hmm. for the long haul, regardless. Yep. And this is unhealthy and dangerous. If he did really love her and really care about her, he wouldn't let her do that. He wouldn't let her sacrifice her, mm-hmm. what you know, life mm-hmm. and success and whatever plans mm-hmm. for him. Well, if he really loved her, he wouldn't have uh, cheated on her with Tess and then cheated on Tess with her. Yep. <laughs> what a jerk. Trash human. Yeah. Trash alien. Yeah. He's not even uh, human. Here's something else gross. <laughs> Isabel <laughs> referring to herself as barely legal this is disgusting disgusting. yeah so disturbing also the way that she like moaned what Mm -hmm. she was saying to him like she went into his room and was like i wrote down what she said oh she said she said why didn't you tell me you were here except she said why didn't you tell me you were here (laughs) it was like Oh, I really, really hated it. I really hated it. Um, I will say in real life, these two are only three years apart, which is much less. Totally icky. normal. But mm-hmm. like 18 to 26, 18 fresh out of high school, still living yeah. at home to like 26, high, been through high school, been through 
college, college. been through law school, have an adult yeah. job. Yep. Very yeah. different places And I in think life. that it is important to note for anyone who is listening and maybe like disagrees, the age difference isn't the issue. It's, it's the how time. young the younger person yeah. is. It's the time of their lives that it's happening. Yeah. Right? Because like yeah. 18 to 26 is what, eight years? If it were 38 to 46? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Or even 26 to 34 or whatever. Right. Like, once somebody's in their mid-20s and is like, then at least... Then you're an adult. Yeah. But, yeah. It's about how young they are and yeah. how young she is in particular. Yeah. Um, if you have to ask any questions about whether or not the person has reached the age of consent, then uh, just walk away would be my yeah. advice. Yeah. I mean, I'm 39 and I don't envision myself dating a 31 year old right so i mean and i'm in and that is uh, in the 30s so i mean i'm not saying it's it's inappropriate when you're that age i just like i know what i was like when i was in my early 30s and a lot of the people that i know and i'm friends with in my life that are that age but i just don't see us being in the same place in our lives to form a lasting relationship yeah i also just Think about like if I like when I was twenty six, mm-hmm. would I have dated an eighteen year old? And like, oh fuck my god, no, that's absolutely a child. not. Yeah. yeah, and like, what do you what do you have in common? Like, what do you do with that person? Like, they tell you about chemistry class, and you tell them about like the big deadline you have for filing this brief. Yeah, like, <laughs> mm, yeah. I don't <laughs> like it. I also this whole exchange where he's like, "You're an old, so you've clearly lived before," and she's like, "Ooh, you have no idea." Like, but her past life, she has lived before, and in that past life, she betrayed her entire family. Yeah. So I feel like this isn't something she would be like, "Rar, you have no idea, sexy, sexy." <laughs> we do get an explicit reference to Liz and Max playing Bonnie and Clyde here, mm-hmm. which I'm glad the characters also understand that that's what is happening. Yeah. Um. Remember what happened to Bonnie and Clyde? Didn't go great for them. Yeah. Hmm. But we do find out here also that that a kid died in this town and no one was ever charged. So mm-hmm. they are going to be going harder on this case, likely. Yeah. And Maria had, I think, mentioned earlier, too, already about, like, the sheriff or whoever being up for re-election. And so they're, you know, and they yeah. haven't solved a crime in a while. So this is more information yeah, on that. Yeah, due diligence. Um, yeah, and which is like not how the law is supposed to work, but you no, know, it's supposed but to, but does it work that way? <laughs> yeah, often. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, now we get to go back to we get to see this weird gallery and this rich lady. I do kind of like I'm kind of amused by this idea of Max and Liz being the catering staff, but like Liz is such a bad actor. I'm not saying Shiri's a bad actor. I'm right. saying Liz, Liz. is such yeah. a bad yeah actor trying to like play up this fight scene it just it made me laugh but this is another one of those things where i'm just like this isn't how any of this works (laughs) you have an opening gala where just your exhibits are all uncovered out in the open and you have but they have those like laser laser security things around them but like the thing falls down and nothing (laughs) happens anyway listen also like they've just hired these two random children who they didn't do any sort of (laughs) checks on or like even ask for their id or it's so how did they just show up in dress shirts and people gave them trays that's my guess 
that they managed to sneak in and just like acted like they knew what they were doing and uh, and it's so like busy and like hubbub that like you know nobody questioned it um this stunt he pulled like the like the physical oh, aspect yeah. of it the way he like toppled over did this like barrel roll to like catch the diamond like that was ridiculous yeah it's very dramatic did y'all notice when they flashback like once it's revealed that oh this is a ploy Mm -hmm. um we see in a flashback max switch out the diamonds however in the moment we see him catch the diamond in his hand and turn around in one continuous shot Yep. But the the diamond does I I did think about this. The diamond does disappear out of the bottom of the frame momentarily. Not really for enough time to accommodate what happens in the flashback, but it does leave the physical frame of the camera and our vision line. All right, let's figure out how to do like a slow-mo replay and put it on the Instagram <laughs> and yes. see what people think. Can do. Was there time for Max to switch it? I say no. Mean, there wasn't, but we do see it leave the frame. <laughs> okay. I will give it that. <laughs> and Liz loved this. We talked about this yeah. earlier. Liz mm-hmm. like loved the like being bad. So we drive yeah. back from Santa Fe, which is about a three-hour drive, FYI. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense that it's very late at night now. It's mm-hmm. like two yeah. in the morning, and she is feeling very sexy, having like robbed a diamond and thrown champagne on somebody. <sighs> that poor woman. <laughs> she did not deserve this. No. no. She's doing just I fine, though. I also feel like she wants to talk, and Max is like, shut up, let's do kissies. Come. <laughs> like, yeah, no, she's cutting her off. She's very excited about what just happened. Do you think she spent the entire three hours in the car talking about it and then still was excited about it? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, maybe I could see him being like, oh my gosh, stop. Maybe Enough. she took a little Enough. a little nap in the car. There you go. She was so, she's like a little kid. She just like wore herself out. Like, yeah, wore herself <laughs> out, fell asleep, and now is like still reliving the excitement. That sounds like something I'd do. Mm-hmm. And then again, she is so rude to her dad. Yeah. Who reasonably is like, it's two in the morning. Where have you been? She's like, nowhere. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Clothes. Clothes. <laughs> She's being so sullen. It's like, you and just, it's just it's doing not a bad Liz. thing. Like, this isn't Liz. It's so out of no. character. They just yeah. completely changed this character. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But we head back to the court. Uh, oh, not quite the courtroom yet. We're back in present day. Um, the local prosecutor has reached out to the Parkers, like, on the street. This is which so unethical. Doesn't seem no. like good form. Absolutely like, <laughs> No, this man is gonna lose his job. This is so inappropriate. Yeah, cannot do that. <laughs> also, the prosecutor guy says that if they plead not guilty, it could provoke the judge. Also not how that's supposed to work. No! <laughs> is, is how it often works, though. Judges yeah. just... Yeah you know, making rulings based on how they feel. But for the prosecutor to come out and say that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, oh, gosh. Uh, Nancy is absolutely right here to point out to Philip, as we pointed out, that being a corporate lawyer doesn't actually in any way qualify you to act as as a defense lawyer. No. Yes, very true. Pretty much any corporate lawyer would say, I am not, like, I can't help you with this. Yeah. yeah, let me help refer you to someone who is the appropriate person for this. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I want to st- say again, being a lawyer doesn't make someone, A, like, able to legally practice in mm-hmm. any state, and B, it doesn't make them 
know the laws of any state. Yeah. It's state by state for a reason. New Mexico and Utah have reciprocity. So they do. Oh, so I take back what I said. Kind of. <laughs> but like still, no, you can't just be yeah. a criminal lawyer. Also, if you are pleading guilty to a, an offense, presumably um, you would review the terms of that plea and you would <laughs> mm-hmm. know whether or not it was a criminal plea. Because yeah. it's like, oh, well, you're, you can plead to something, but if you plead to it, then they're going to transfer you to criminal court. Like, that's... Yeah. You don't plead to something, and then they're like, surprise, we're doing a different thing. That's literally the point of a plea, <laughs> is to <laughs> agree on what you're doing. <sighs> this judge is played by Phil Reeves, who has been in so many things. Mm-hmm. Veep is what I know him from most. Yeah. He was also in Parks and Rec. He was the city manager before Rob Lowe mm-hmm. came to town. Um. Okay. Is it, like, why are they having their hearing together? Is that a thing? No. (laughs) Like, these are separate people with separate charges. Well, they do sometimes, like, you can try people together. Like, the the bystander officers in the Derek Chauvin case tried together. Um, But this isn't how this would work. And also, they're the only people in the courtroom. I guess it's a small town. I don't know. This doesn't make sense. But also, um, Philip submits as evidence... Some prior rulings, which is uh, not what evidence is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> also, they said uh, when Isabel was in Jesse's hotel room and Phil called Jesse and said they found evidence. I, th- I think we didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they ever like actually explicitly talk about like what the evidence was? It was like no. hair, right? Like, yeah, I guess. We just they can infer have. it based on this quote unquote mm-hmm. evidence that Phil is now submitting about like hair follicle DNA, something, something. We don't know whose hair it was or right. how this small town in Utah managed to process their DNA results so quickly. <laughs> this, none of this makes any sense. And then they're just like, get out of here, Max. Don't come back to this state until you're 21 years old. Sure. But Liz. Liz, we're trying you as an adult. Yeah, so he says, armed robbery is one of the 10 crimes punishable under Utah's Serious Shooter Offender Act. Is that a real thing? No, there's a serious (laughs) youth... It didn't sound like a real thing to me. I think they're referencing the Serious Youth Offender Act, because I was like, she didn't shoot anyone, so this doesn't make any sense. Mm. There is a Serious Youth Offender Act, which enumerates the, the sorts of charges that you can be tried for as an adult. It's probably supposed to be that then, and somebody just said the wrong word or wrote the wrong word. So he's transferring her case to criminal court. They're saying criminal court, like juvenile court isn't a criminal. Anyway. It's criminal, yeah. (laughs) Guys, okay. So I don't know. It's not this judge's problem anymore. (laughs) But now we have a new attorney, and he really wants Liz to sell out Max, and she just refuses. Although I, like... Her dad is right when she's like, you know, she's saying no because she's like, we're in this together. And her dad's like, not anymore. Yeah. And like, he's right. Max is not yeah. in this anymore. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, like, I I hear her dad there. Also, they're like, let's talk about the gun. Like, you know, where did you guys get the gun? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I thought she pled not guilty. So why are they talking about it as if it is like already like a fact that she had the gun, that she is guilty, she did do this. Right. Yeah. And they're is no gun and presumably no security camera footage because if there were we would have heard about it by now so Mm -hmm. it's just a dude saying she had a gun i am glad that her parents finally got her a real criminal defense attorney Yeah. Yeah. yeah no kidding good move 
Um, you know, it's not like the worst idea for her to make a deal. It's a good idea for her to it do that. Turns out to be okay because of hand waving that we're gonna get to. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, we see in the flashback that like Max did convince Liz to hold the gun. This was his idea. She didn't want to do it. Absolutely. She very correctly points out that this makes whatever they're gonna do a felony. Mm-hmm. Smart Why can't Liz. she just distract the clerk? That's yeah. a great idea. Just do that. Yeah. And like, yeah. what was their getaway plan? They Did they not even talk through that part? Because it clearly didn't seem like they had figured out anything beyond get in, see spaceship. Yeah. 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 Leave. Leave before the cops can arrive. I guess that was the getaway plan. They didn't expect for what's his, what's his name, GED man, to like be right there what, on yeah. site to call the cops the second it happened. And she's like, we can't get caught. And Max is like, we won't. Yet, like you said, they do nothing to try to avoid being caught. Yeah. Like, they didn't come up with a plan. No. Max continues to have these harebrained schemes when he tries mm-hmm. to break Liz out of jail in a deputy's <laughs> uniform that he has stolen. Procured, yes, yeah. And finally, she says, no, I'm not ready to give up my home or my family. Although she has already given up those things by refusing to give up him. Yeah. There's also no chance that there aren't cameras in there. Yeah. Watching <laughs> him go and do a open crime. the yeah. door and all that. Yeah. Um. He's also like, oh, I would trade places with her, with you if I could. And I'm like, oh, but you could have? You could have from the beginning, as soon as you got arrested, been like, it was all my idea. I coerced her. I forced her to do this. Everything's my fault. Let her yeah. go. Yep. Like, but, no guarantees that would have worked, but... But it's okay, because, because Liz doesn't regret being in prison, because now Max can finish what he set out to do. Because Max is all that matters. This is the second time Liz has gone to jail because of Max. First time was in Heatwave, remember that? Mm-hmm. I guess that mm-hmm. wasn't entirely because of Max, but, like, mm-hmm. she got an arrest record now. Yep. Yeah. How's she mm-hmm. going to get into... She. We know she wants to be a scientist. You got to go to college for that. How's she yep. going to get into college with two arrests on her record? Mm-hmm. Yikes. And then uh, we cut to Michael's room at the hotel. Michael and Maria's room. They have a room together. Who is mm-hmm. paying for all these hotel rooms? Like, why? So I assume, because Isabel had said, like, oh, I was just in that other room with Maria when she clearly was in there with... Jesse, I assume that it was like Maria and Isabel are supposed to be sharing a room and like Max and Michael are supposed to be sharing a room and they just, you know, did a teen thing. Mm -hmm. It's just weird to me that like Isabel, just like Maria doesn't need to be there. Michael doesn't need to be there. Isabel doesn't really need to be there either. Yeah. And like to have all these separate rooms, it's just a little weird. Also, if you're trying to keep it hidden that you're dating your father's 26 year old coworker. (laughs) Don't be going to, into his hotel room when, like, everybody else is in, hotel, like, adjacent hotel rooms. Yeah. Well, and when she yeah, walks yeah. out, she's like, I was just in there with Maria. Well, he's, like, very clearly visible through the open door yeah. behind her. I'm like, sweetie. I do like that Max is like, uh, Max is like, you are in there with Maria? Because he's literally <laughs> just walked out of a room where he actually was with Maria. Right. Right, and that's what I was going to say, is also, like, Isabel, you don't know where Maria is right now, so how could you be saying that? Like, it's just... It's a bad excuse. Yeah, horrible. (laughs) Speaking of Maria, I do appreciate her um, immediately, like, she wakes up, sees Max, and first thing out of her mouth is, how could you make Liz hold the gun? Yeah. 
good to which her. he doesn't respond no he mm-hmm. just completely ignores her completely. and turns away and it's yep. like i got stuff to do give me a diamond and michael is like okay but don't tell isabel because i'm scared of her <laughs> of course he is which he should be because she's right and he's mm-hmm. not being helpful yeah um and then an fbi agent threatens a minor mm-hmm. out just again on the street where you know professional law people do law keeping this is what fbi dudes do in this show yeah i feel like in a lot of shows yeah yeah where the fbi agents are not the protagonists <laughs> Right. But Max, uh, I mean, Max is determined to figure shit out. He goes back to the convenience store. How does he get down into, like, where are the people stopping him from going down into the basement now? Right? Where is his common sense to stop him from returning to the scene of the crime? But Mm -hmm. Liz has told him she's in jail for a reason so that he can finish the job. So he needs to go finish investigating the ship. Like, what, uh-huh. But what's their plan to do with it? Like, he doesn't have Isabel and Matt, Michael with him. So what, he's yeah. just going to get in the ship and, like, bust out from under the convenience store, like, at the end of season two? Like, pew, pew, out of the side of the mountain <laughs> and, like... And, Capri Sun, yeah. mountain melting. <laughs> yeah. I think someone has done that because there is absolutely no way that they removed this ship from that underground basement underground tunnels somewhere like fake walls and tunnels maybe otherwise they would have had to dismantle this entire building yeah and then Uh rebuild it and yeah yeah dismantle the ship ship yeah but like do they know how to dismantle a spaceship right because max the only way we saw anything open in it was max holding yeah the diamond up and it opened a door which Mm -hmm. like honestly at that point if i had been max i probably would have just climbed inside because like he didn't care about Liz anyway. She was going to get caught and get in trouble. So just, like, go on the spaceship. See what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does anyone else find it funny when his dad was like, why would there be a toxic chemical in the basement of a convenience store? Like, <laughs> yes. I can think of many toxic yeah. chemi- te- chemicals yeah. that it would be completely reasonable yeah. to be in the basement of a convenience store. Yeah. Philip goes really quickly past Max being like, oh, I can't tell you what I'm up to. It would put you in danger. Like, we do loop back on it later. But yeah. in this moment, he's just like, oh, okay. So anyway, and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. Okay, so anyway, let's like, let's go and have a clandestine meeting with the FBI agent again <laughs> in the middle of the desert and blackmail him. I will say I appreciate that Philip was following Max because we have often yeah. wondered where the parents are. And I feel like... Yeah. Things would have gone more smoothly in the past if they had been constantly tailing their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really solid parenting strategy all around. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you were joking. You probably were. I don't know. It's generally tailing your kids, not trusting them, spying on them. Not something I would advocate for. Yeah, no, don't do not do that if unless your kid sucks. When your kids do the shit that their kids do. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Ban them from seeing their boyfriend. Like, you you know, I'm not judging. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. 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 So um, in the past couple hours since the sun went down, the FBI has uh, gained jurisdiction over Liz's case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For question mark reasons and justification. The chemical that Max says they have found in the basement store is... Tetral? Tetral? It's an explosive. Oh, okay. Often used to detonate. Yeah, I looked it up, obviously. (laughs) If it's science-related, I'm going to look it up. 
but the FBI guy says it's laundry detergent. Wasn't the powder that they found on the floor white? Yeah. I thought it was, like, gray. Oh, well, Tetral is yellow. Oh, oh it was definitely not yellow. Yeah, so I feel like they could have probably dyed that pretty easily. Like, probably not that hard to, you know. Have yellow powder instead of white powder. Yeah. Anyway, the blackmail works. Liz's yeah. charges gets dropped and she gets Always out of a good jail. Philip, the lawyer, is just totally comfy with blackmailing mm-hmm. the FBI. It, yep. This one agent has all of this power. He can get the jurisdiction transferred. He can make deals with people. He can drop charges. He is the great and powerful Oz. Yeah. But now that she's released, Liz's parents are forbidding her from seeing Max, finally, as they should, because he has gotten her in a lot of trouble. And he is not a good person and she needs to not be near him. I definitely don't judge her parents for, you know, banning her from seeing Max. Totally understand, like... It, they have good reason to do so. At the same time... That never works. Knowing how teenagers work, and their daughter is already in this weird place where she's pushing them away, acting out in ways she hasn't before, mm-hmm. there's, no, like, it's a stupid thing to do. It's not going to work. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think the part about, like, he's not welcome in our home, he's not welcome in our yeah. restaurant, great. If you see him in school, turn your head and look the other way, stupid. Not how teenagers work. No, and like impossible to enforce. What do yeah. you, how are you going to check in yep. on that? I really just send the girl to therapy. Send the girl to boarding school and therapy. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> A lot of people need therapy. Everybody. Yeah. Literally all of us. Yeah. We get, um, so I think, right, Nancy and Jeff are trying their best to figure out what to do with their newly rebellious kid. Yeah. And similarly, we don't see enough Diane in this episode. No, um, not it's at really all. very Philip heavy. And Philip very reasonably is like, you can't just tell me that you can't tell me things and like have that be the end of it. We gotta talk through this. I'm your dad. I'm here for you. What's going on? Like, none of these lies under my roof. And Max is like, cool, move out bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, he wasn't really uh, thinking it through when he said not under my roof, I'm guessing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what a bummer. Oh, yeah. Well, it closes with Max sleeping in his car. <laughs> yeah, can I also say, uh, because, like, Nancy walks out with Liz and just, like, does everything except grab her face and turn it away from Max. Yeah. I love uh-huh. that they both get into the backseat of the car. So, like, so Jeff weird. is just going to chauffeur them for 11 hours. Yeah. So but weird. But I feel like this is um this is what I do with my dog, Lyra, because she gets really anxious in the car. So I have to sit in the backseat and soothe her. And so this is what I imagine Nancy doing, just, like, patting <laughs> Liz's hair and being like, <laughs> oh, you can't see that boy anymore. It's okay. It's you okay. can do so much better. Okay. You'll find someone who loves and values you one day for who you are. Well, just one last thought. Mm -hmm. Like after waiting like the whole summer for your, you know, for a show to come back to then have it come back and not (sighs) even have all the characters Mm. in the episode. Yeah. Like it would have been nice if we had seen more than a second of Maria. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it would have been nice if it had been like a full ensemble episode. Mm -hmm. So here's what I have decided. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that when they're in legal trouble, they don't call on the guy they know who works in law enforcement. I know Mm -hmm. he's not Mm -hmm. sheriff anymore, but I'm sure he has connections. But I have decided that 
Jim and Amy have gone on a romantic vacation somewhere okay. where they cannot be reached by telephone mm-hmm. uh, or email. But, like, I think this was probably before they were super into checking their email all the time. So they're off on, like, an island somewhere hanging out on the beach. And Kyle is in intensive round-the-clock therapy yeah. to recover mm-hmm. from what Tess has done to As him. As he should be. Yeah. And that is why we have no Valentes in this episode. Mm-hmm. Well... I'm really happy for Jim and Amy. That's wonderful. Um, I don't know that it's the best time for Jim to be going away on a romantic getaway when his son is, you know, going through something so difficult. So I'm gonna have to, um, I'm gonna have to sit with that for a little while. Yeah, see how I feel about him. Kyle is in the vacation <laughs> with them, but he is there's like the resort half of oh, this compound, yeah, okay. and then there's the therapy half. Yeah, yeah. And Kyle's like in like intensive therapy. Like it's like sleepaway therapy camp. Yeah. Yeah. So while we're on this subject, like shall we do Lisa's predictions? Lisa, based on oh, this episode, gosh. what do you think is going to happen next? I think this will not be the season where I grow to love Max. What? To feel confident in that. I know the next episode is just a product placement for Snapple. Um, really, really looking forward to that one. I don't know, man. I... <laughs> having a hard time getting excited about this. Um, I know even people who love this show say season three is not the best. So we'll see. I assume that we're going to hear more from Tess and or this uh, mystery baby at some point. Where? What do you think the... What do you think about the sn- Snapple placement? What do you think it is? How has it worked into the show? What's well, going to happen with Michael and uh, the Snapple? There's Michael, and there's some guys, and there's a great Snapple caper. Yeah. So maybe Liz and Max are like, let's do more crimes. Got it. Let's steal a bunch of Snapple. Maybe they knock over a Snapple truck. I don't know. <laughs> I might have to get some Snapple. I know. I feel like we <laughs> need some like, Snapple. drink it while we're recording or while oh, we're yeah. watching. We can share the little fun trivia facts. Yes. Can we still do those? Oh, yeah. Good plan. Of course. Forgot about that. So also, before we wrap up, I need to know, my friends, uh, what is your hot and saucy pick for this episode? Now let's see who's hot and saucy. I have chosen an off-screen hot and saucy pairing. Okay. Um, my choice for hot and saucy is just all of the canoodling that I have decided Jim and Amy are currently doing. Got it. Got okay. it. Cool. Yep. I mean, uh, we all know my popular choices are not necessarily the, the typically sexy, saucy, hot moments, um, and which mostly are either between Max and Liz, which I'm not here for, or Isabel and Jesse, which I'm also not super here for. So my hot moment is just a moment of, like, peaceful relationship time, which is Michael and Maria in the hotel room together with Maria stressed and sleeping and Michael just being there with her. And then, like, when Max shows up, like, he's, like, trying to whisper and keep it down and, like, not disturb Maria, which I think is really sweet and romantic in just like a like an everyday loving sort of way. Yeah. Like they are an established couple and they are comfortable in each other's presence and around each other and taking care of each other. And I like it. 
Yeah, I feel like Michael um, keeps getting better as Max keeps getting worse. Yeah, yeah thank goodness <laughs> for that. Um, I think if I have to choose, which I think that I do. Yes. The the thing that comes to mind for me is also that scene is mm-hmm. like the hot and saucy moment of Maria in bed. Right, bed is so hot and saucy. <laughs> um, she's sleepy. She's in bed, and she still calls Max out on his shit. Yes, cool. Um, but he just has no respect for her because he nope. doesn't even respect or for Liz. You know, clearly. Yeah, but I love Maria. I continue to love her, and yep. I don't think that will change. Yep. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks with Season 3, Episode 2, Michael, the Guys, and the Great Snapple Caper. You can follow us on all the social medias from Facebook to Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Roswell Hot Sauce. As always, you can find more information at roswellhotsauce.com and email us your thoughts, questions, or suggestions at roswellhotsauce at gmail.com. Pass the Hot Sauce is produced and edited by Ashley Hullett. Our theme music is by David Belcourt, and our logo was designed by Billy Murray. Until next time! Why can't these aliens ever get in trouble somewhere decent? Like Graceland, or Tahoe, or New Orleans?